In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Another episode of the Michelle Mission. My name is Vincent Williams. Hey, my name is Len. And tonight, or this evening, or whenever you listen to it, because it's a podcast, <laughs> it's on demand <laughs> listening. We are going to critique, observe, talk about 2015 straight out of Compton. I heard you've been spending a lot of time at your auntie house. As the cash life. Yeah, my woman and my baby living there is hard, man. But you know, everybody can't do what you do. Really, what I do getting played out, Dre. Where the money at? But why you gotta be so ruthless, cuz? I make a few changes. Where you think you're going? I'm trying to get home. That's my son. You need to get back in the house or I can ruin your night. I gotta talk to my moms like that. You had to change. Change the situation. Would you take it? Just hit that first beat hard, all right? You cruising down the street. All right. Cruising down the street in my 6 Hey, that was dope, eh? You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube, Easy e and Dr. Dre. I got to tell you, you are witnessing history. People are staring at you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear it. They want N.W.A.? Let's give him in WA. This is only the tip of the iceberg, gentlemen. What's going on? What do you have in that bag? Are you kidding me? You can't take that in the bus. When I'm called on, I got a sword on. Switch the trigger, your body's on. This song glamorized gangs and drugs. Our art is a reflection of our reality. You guys supposed to be somewhere? These are artists. Rap is not an art. You cannot come down here and harass my clients because of what they look like. I promise you, things are going to be different from here on out. Listen, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about hip-hop, but I know that you're special. You want to be involved with this gangster life? Here we go. Speak a little truth and people lose their mind. This isn't the Crips and Bloods. This is a threat from the federal government. They try to tell us what we can play. This ain't over your way. Yo, Dre, what up? I got something to say. We can keep going, man. We can take over the goddamn world. Get a little dust of wind and I'll get Believe a memory, no one will be forgetting. So as I leave, believe I'm stopping. But when I come back, boy, I'm coming straight out of town. F. Gary Gray's biopic, uh, focusing on the creation, the rise, the subsequent dissolution, mm. and the birth of the legend of N.W.A. Niggas with Attitude, the, the legendary West Coast hip hop group, um, you know, most famous for 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 its main members, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, 
um, Easy E, and you know, Yellow's also in there. Yeah, Yellow is back there lightening up the background. I mean, Yellow's in the background, and um, you know, as as we do every episode, we you know either Lynn or myself we choose a picture, and 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 Lynn, this was Lynn's choice. Yes. So so, straight out of Compton, um, reading straight from the I, IMDb. B page uh, is the group NWA who emerges from the mean streets of Compton in Los Angeles, California in the mid 80s and revolutionizes hip hop culture with their music tales about life in the hood. Like uh, Vince, you said this was famously directed by F. Gary Gray. Uh, he, he's done some films, but he's known primarily like he got his start in the like the music video. Absolutely. World. But uh, Absolutely. but his biggest break was working with Ice Cube on Friday. Right. And I think he worked on uh, one or two of the subsequent sequels of that film. Uh, this was written, which is uh, not always necessarily a good sign for a movie. This movie uh, has been in development hell for a little bit. From since 2010, at one time with Warner Brothers before, before finally landing with Universal. Uh, and it was the screenplay is credited to Jonathan Herman and Andrea Burloff, but the story is credited to uh, Andrea Burloff, Alan Winkus, and S. Lee Savage. Jonathan Herman and Andrea Burloff uh, for the screenplay of Straight Out of Compton were actually nominated for. Uh, Oscar. So not to put too fond of a point on it, but the white guys got nominated for an Oscar. Yes. In this film. In this film. Okay. No no other no other person was nominated for for an Oscar. Just an observation. Just an observation, that's all it is. Not an analysis, just an observation. Right. Uh now you, this film stars Corey Hawkins who stars as Dr. Dre, the DJ of NWA. Um O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, not to be uh, confused with O'Shea Jackson, a.k.a. Ice Cube. Right, right. O'Shea his, is his government. Exactly. Uh, his son, o- O'Shea Jackson Jr., plays Ice Cube. And he, it, it, there can be no doubt. You know, I don't know, not necessarily sure, you know, know who his mother is, but there's no doubt who his father is. Because this boy is the sp- spitting image of Ice Cube down to the scowl and everything. Uh, and he uh, does an excellent job, you know, uh, approximating his father's mannerisms mm-hmm. in this film. He, he does. He looks like he may be a, a shade taller, or at least he, he he appears on screen taller than I imagine Ice Cube being, but other than that, and he's not quite as, as thick as his father, but uh, other than that, he's, he's every bit the, the p- image. P- part of that is that good diet. <laughs> like Ice Cube had that Long Beach diet. This boy had that Bev- like you Beverly. Know, like he was a baby when Friday came out. So <laughs> he's been rich. Exactly, exactly. So he all he always had a chef in the house. And then the role that a lot of people at least walked away from this movie talking about was Jason Mitchell, who plays Easy E mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, it's probably the because he is was the the money behind uh nwa and in many ways his story his rise from being a drug dealer in compton all the way to a music star and all the way to a tragic figure mm-hmm. uh, going to his uh his eventual death uh spoiler alert because of contracting the hiv mm-hmm. virus yeah through having multiple multiple uh sexual partners with unprotected sex um his story is pretty much like, you know, 
the story that that pushes this movie forward. And in that role, Jason Mitchell, he performs very well. He right, comes right. off uh, very competently as Easy E. The movie, despite its its production, you know, nightmares that it had going through, um, trying to get people to actually get behind this film, which was the idea of Ice Cube, who talked Dr. Dre and Easy es widow, right, right, uh, Tamika, into joining him as producers on the film. Because it's worth noting that Easy E is the only principal who's not alive. Yeah, which yeah. is also an observation. Not an analysis, you, you know. These it's an observation, but it's a pointed observation. It's, it's, what, what other one was a pointed one too? But you know, you put a pin in it. We just started. Yeah, yeah, we just started. But, but started. I do think it's it's worth noting early that Easy E is the only person in the cast that is not alive to speak for himself. To speak for him, to speak to speak for himself as far as like what happened right uh, along the along the route for this group. Yeah, despite the 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 turnaround that the film got into. Uh, Eventually, when it did land at Universal, it gave um, the producers the budget of fifteen to twenty million that they were looking for, and happily for them, and for the producers, their gamble uh, paid off. Right. Because the film would go on to not only amass two hundred million dollars in box office worldwide. That's worldwide two hundred million dollars. Yes. But the crazy thing about it is that. Over one hundred million dollars of that box office take is from overseas, right? Disproving a long-held notion by Hollywood that black films can't travel overseas, won't which, sell overseas. Which you know, again, not to get into all of this early, how, how ridiculous was this that somebody was surprised at? Like, how ridiculous was it that somebody thought that something that involved Ice Cube and Dr. Dre? Like, yes. let's leave Easy E out for a moment. Yes. Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, who, let's, again, this came out last year. So this is something that, you know, as you said, it's been in development for conservatively 10 years. Right. So who would think in 2005 that you would have a problem selling the story of two iconic figures, not iconic hip-hop figures, iconic pop culture figures? Yes. I mean, again, when we get a, it, it's, it, it. It boggles my mind. It makes no sense, especially in 2005, even in 2005, and more so now. But even in 2005, that we we can say maybe like the the uh, the 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 toddler stage of the internet as we know it right. at that time. Right, right. You know what I mean? Even then, hip hop was a prevailing force overseas right they were still right, exactly. many hip-hop artists that were making their bones overseas the roots did not make it in america the roots made it overseas you again I mean? this is post friday this is post the chronic mm-hmm. this is i, I mean it, okay but go ahead go ahead go ahead i didn't mean to get us off no it's, it's all good track. it's yes, all sir. good all right. go the uh, the film, so it was a smash. It was a smash in the African-American community mm-hmm. here. And it was a smash with a lot of critics. You had Richard Roper from um, from the uh, Chicago Sun-Times who gave it three, three and a half stars out of four, saying that it was enthralling and energized. The New York Post commented that it was one of the summer's most entertaining, entertaining and provocative films. Rolling Stone, who... who Rolling Stone, who their coverage I've, and their critics, I've always like really appreciated. Absolutely, their 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 take on things. Rolling Stone, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone, 
praised the film for its honesty in its portrayal of the group and praised O'Shea Jackson's performance as Ice Cube as well as the supporting cast, finding uh, Mitchell's Easy E award caliber. However, he did wish that the film elaborated more on the group's troubles involving misogyny, homophobia, and the media. Right, right. Um, and that's where I land with this film. Okay. I watched this film, and in the opening scene where you see uh, uh, Jason Mitchell's Easy e walking into a drug house, basically demanding his money. Right. And being uh, basically told, like, yo, you're not getting nothing here. You know what I mean? Before you hear the, you know, the cops coming up, battering rams and all to shake to shake up the the building and shake up the whole uh, shake up the whole earth under which Jason uh, Easy E is standing, right. which probably is what you know got him like mm, start thinking like you know what this game this game ain't a game no more. Right. That whole scene, as shot by uh, F. Gary Gray, is gritty. It's realistic. It's um, there's an honesty that comes through in the dialogue and some of the acting in that scene. Uh, it's it, it's still adventurous in some of the actions that it shows. When that battering ram comes ramming through that house and knocks this dude like damn near through through a wall, that's not a scene. I mean, that's special effects. That's not a scene you see in a whole lot of black films even black action films they tend to be more cartoony with their action that was very realistic and then there's a a really nice shot of easy e silhouetted running away from the house you know before you get the boom straight out of compton coming on the title the title shot that was such a gritty honest real scene yes and then it is lost for the rest of the film the rest of the film, I just, I, it, it just loses for me. The, the, the cinematography is there. Right. Okay. F. Gary Gray is a very visual guy. So, you know, you know, that that's going to be on point. And some of the, the performances are there. Like I say, Jason Mitchell's O'Shea Jackson's, uh, they're there. The, uh, Corey Hawkins is Dr. Dre. I could take her leave, leave it with him, but I think he's just doing what the, what the script is asking of him. Just like my man, Peter Travers, writes in the Rolling Stones, as much as it tries to give you a sense of what the whole phenomenon of N.W.A. was, and it was a phenomenon when they hit. It was I was I was here in 85, 86 when that hit and it it, it was strong. It was palpable. The the impact of the, the explosion of Easy E and Ice Cube's words on the radio. And when, you know, they dropped, you know, at the police and all of a sudden you started hearing that the FBI was going after him and all this stuff. You're just like, yeah, it's a rap group. Y'all really going after him like that? You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, you, you, you felt that this movie, as much as it tries to give you the sense of that, I think they lose it. They fail because, like you say. All of the other participants are still alive. There it is. And thus, they are massaging their story. There it is. They are totally massaging their story and changing it up so that now NWA, who, yes, they were rebellious. Yes, they were aggressive. Yes, they were a a force of nature when they hit. But the one thing that NWA was not was victims. 
and this movie tries to play them that they are, are, are victims. Yes, the cops go after them. Yes, and with the L.A. cops are assholes, we all know that, and I'm not I'm not discounting that. Even though I think that the 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 dialogue that they give some of those L.A. cops, I'm not saying L.A. cops didn't act that way, but some of that dialogue is just so stilted and just so so ham ham fisted that it, it just it just stung my ears. The L.A. cops, I'm sh- I'm sure they they were as bad as the as they say, yet. Dr. Dre, he didn't get arrested because he saved this saved his brothers from the L.A. cops from a fight. He had thousands and thousands of dollars in parking tickets. Okay, that's why he got arrested. And it was only after the the club where he he performed that that you know the dude got tired of bailing him out that he had to call Easy E, and that's why Easy E bailed him out. You know okay. what I mean? Dr. Dre has had a history. All of them. Have had a history. Well, we know Easy did. Easy it did. They've had a history of misogyny. Just it, it, you, you heard it in some of the lyrics that they that they were showing in there. You know how they, what they thought of women in their songs and their history in hip hop shows what they thought of women. Period. And just by some of their actions, some of the and and. Most famously, you know, the whole thing with D Barnes, uh, Dr. Dre got into, you know, big fight, beating her up and MC Ren going on on an interview and saying like, yeah, well, she got what she deserved. Right. You know what I mean? All of that. It happened. It's real. This fantasy that they paint of these characters. Yes, they try and touch on some of this stuff by glamorizing a little bit. You've got like the. You got like the entourage type scenes where you've got all the chicks all around and and, and crazy stuff going on, but it, but it, it's so glossed over to then beat down this message about how they are you know saying what other people can't say when you know we're we're just talking about the reality in our streets. Yes, they are. They were talking about the reality in their streets, but pointedly. When Dr. Dre does stand up to Suge and tell him, like, yo, all this crazy stuff that's going on right here, we could have done this in Compton. Right. We got money now. We don't need to be doing this. Well, Dr. Dre, you're coming to – maybe that's, that was your day of reckoning, but you're also speaking for yourself because you were doing that too. And just because you didn't – but you can you can come off as, like, this knight in shining armor now in this scene because we didn't show that you was about that life beforehand. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the best biopics, right, whether or not the person is still alive or not, the best biopics will take the shot and show the uh, the person warts and all. This does not show warts. This shows pimples. It does not show warts. I think it's a lot. First of all, I think it's 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 a really this is a really complicated task. For a lot of reasons. I mean, first and foremost, I, I think you frame this story of N.W.A. So, so I think there are a lot of challenges that come with making an N.W.A. film. Okay. First and foremost, I think it takes a very specific audience to view N.W.A.'s story as an aspirational story. Like, like this is sort of this is sort of by the numbers biopic stuff. You have they come from nothing, they 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 gain the success, right? They right. get some pushback. They're 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 the challenges that come with fame, you, you know. 
uh, there's tensions in the group, people break apart, and then there's some type of resolution by the end. Like, this is every sort of biopic you can think of. The first challenge with NWA is that you are talking about a group whose music started out for certain audience. I mean, it's really just hip hop. Like, like it starts out for, you you know, for this, not even the streets, but you know, it's very much a West coast phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Then it turns into this crossover pop thing. Right. And then it kind of, you know, becomes what it is. And, and that's, it's a complicated narrative because you've got race, you've got class, you've got all this stuff about hip hop where, 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 you know, I think even that, like just hip hop in general, like, granting hip-hop its primacy as an art form okay that we can say this is a way and they've transcended and done all this stuff i think we're still coming to terms with that and i really do mean we like we across racial lines across demographic lines across age line you know age demographic lines so so i think that's the first thing so that's the first hurdle so that's the first hurdle the second hurdle which quite honestly is is in my mind the biggest hurdle of all of all goes back to the first or second thing that we said not only are ice cube and dr dre and yella and all of you and, and jerry heller because i don't think you can leave jerry heller out of certainly this situation cannot. certainly cannot paul giamatti doing a great right. job not jerry only heller. are all of these people alive but in a very real way dre and ice cube are pulling the strings Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like you know one of my one of my little side um hobbies is i love motown like i love the story of motown i love everything about motown but i made my piece years ago that i'm never going to see an actual motown movie documentary project like an actual one that actually means something until barry gordy and Smokey robinson are dead yeah so, you know, hopefully I never see it because, you, you know, I, I, don't, right. I don't wish death on them brothers. But I also understand that, you you know, in the shadow of of Motown, the Temptations, mm-hmm. the Jackson, the Jacksons movie, all of these things, you aren't really going to see the nitty gritty while some people who are alive and, and have some pull. And, you know, in the case of a straight out of Compton are actually producers. Yeah. Like you're not going to see all that. Now, so so that's the second thing. Now, here's here's what I've enjoyed about this phenomenon, the, the the straight out of Compton phenomenon that that you're talking about and and, and you know and, and it's the you know the frustration about the misogyny being depicted and 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 I agree with you, but but you know, again, I I wouldn't I I had no expectations whatsoever to see anything about D Barnes when I walked in. I had zero expectation because I knew that one gonna happen. What has been really amazing to me is how because of the times that we live in, the film has really only been the first stage of this kind of biographical exploration of NWA. And what I mean by that is this, if this movie came out on a Friday, on Saturday, D. Barnes' story was everywhere. True, true. In fact, I will go so far as to say more people know about D. Barnes after the movie mm-hmm. than they did before the movie. Like, you know, mm-hmm. cats are, like, we actually remember D. Barnes. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, but we're old enough to remember D. Barnes. But, you know, you're a 30-year-old hip-hop fan. 
you're a 20 year old hip hop. You don't know about no D Barnes. Right. So that when this all happened, and D Barnes is still alive. Yes. And Michelle Lay mm-hmm. is still alive. Mm-hmm. And you have these people who now have their voice. And then to bring it all the way to, to again, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube aren't just dudes, like they're actual iconic figures which yeah. translates into their big business so dr dre dr beats dr apple dr i mean you know this is a, this is a billion dollar dude right he releases a statement apologizing dr dre's statement as printed in the new york times in august of 2015 read in full i apologize to the women i've hurt i deeply regret what i did and know that it, it has forever impacted all of our lives. 25 years ago, I was a young man drinking too much and in over my head with no real structure in my life. However, none of this is an excuse for what I did. I've been married for 19 years and every day I'm working to be a better man for my family, seeking guidance along the way. I'm doing everything I can so I never resemble that man again. My point is I appreciate the organic nature of of this phenomenon and 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 you know i think this is a case where where you almost can't judge the film just by the film like you got to look at everything around it no see but you can't do that man you really can't the reason why you can't is because the truth of the matter is is that i hear what you're saying yes everybody knew d bar's story right afterwards and 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 her story was everywhere and everything like that and she told her story and she definitely told her story she definitely told her story god bless her um and i felt for d barnes when when that whole thing went down to be totally honest but the thing is is that five ten years from now this film is what's going to re- remain okay and that's the problem. Yes, if you do watch it 10 years from now, maybe you might, it, the, the links may be, you know, in, embedded into the film and everything like that. But it'll still take for you to have to want to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. You know what I mean? You, when you watch this film, when this this film is, is available on HBO or Showtime or whatever or on Netflix, you're just going to watch this film. You're not going to have the DVD specials. You're not going to have the internet clips. You're just going to have this film. And that's what we're here to judge, this film. And in judging this film, this film, in my in my uh, assumption, in my opinion, fails. It fails in telling that story. Because even if you, even as F. Gary Gray has defended himself against some of the things that he hasn't put in you know like and you know the connection right you know the f gary gray d barnes like you know that you know how his you know his connection to all of this his connection to to the d barnes thing i i I probably do but remind okay real quick so for those of you don't know dr dre and 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 nwa and ice cube had had their beef right and and how d barnes comes and d barnes used to host a video show Right. And in the video show, she had interviewed NWA and then she had interviewed Ice Cube on a separate occasion. Yes. And then the way way it was edited together, NWA and Dr. Dre specifically thought that she had edited it in a way so that Ice Cube basically got to disrespect them. F. Gary Gray was D. Barnes' camera person. And that's right. That's right. So that. What D Barnes has, and I'm going to say alluded to, although I think she may have 
come out and said it directly. F. Gary Gray was the dude who was involved in the editing it together so that his hands, I mean, obviously nobody hit her but Dr. Dre, but but he was part of the situation. So to have him be the director, have these principals be involved, it really is like the boys got together and figured it out over the body of this woman. Exactly. So go ahead, but I just wanted to get that F. Gary Gray, because you said, you know, he decided what to put in and put out. It's not like he was an objective viewer of this. True, true. You know, it's not like it's Spike Lee who just came in and said, I made decisions as a director. Right. F. Gary Gray was, he he has skin in the game, as as they say. As they say, yeah. So he decided to do pretty much like, you know, his defense of what he kept out was that, you know, he had to keep things that were germane to the group, germane to the, the story of the group. Yes. Yet in doing that, okay, that's that's his defense, and I think it's I think it's a BS defense to be per- perfectly honest. All right, but if you're going to ride that defense, then there's still some stories of the group that just totally go unexplained. Are they great big mysteries? No, but but maybe maybe in trying to present something new to your audience and give information that they don't know, you can explain some things. Why, Dr. Dre? is on the world-class wrecking crew with DJ Yella. Yes. But when Dre leaves uh, NWA, Yella stays. Mm-hmm. As the movie depicts, him and Yella were boys. He's the one that brought Yella into the into the mix. Sure. Yella was, you know, trying to do his producer thing, but he, he was really kind of like Dre's protege. You know what I'm saying? Dre leaves. He doesn't He doesn't bring Yella. Yella, doesn't, Yella, Yella is now all of a sudden beholden to Eazy-E. Why? What's that story? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying it's it's is it a mystery that boggles the, the ages? No, but it's something that it's something it's a story that hasn't been told. That if even with just a line, this movie shows is giving you something different. Why do I new information? What I mean, and this this is the the abstract you because I care about all of this stuff very much. And why do I care about why Yellow State? Because it because who knows. Why yellow yellow states? Let's say because we know that you know up until his reemergence with beats or whatever, Dr. Dre, at many points along the road, is an asshole. Okay, okay? and I'm not saying that just from from me. I'm just saying from what history tells us. No, no, no. Okay, no, so we know that from from many points along the road, he's a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that he wasn't an asshole to Yella? And that's why Yellow decides to stick with sure with easy. I don't know what the story is. Sure, but but the thing is, if you're actually trying to, if your defense is tell the story of the group, then tell the story of the group. Most of us only care about Cube and Dre and and E. Yes, but tell that story. Tell more of tell more of Cube's story. <sighs> Tell more. Tell more of 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 of, of Ice Cube's story. How how, and and the reason why they don't tell. I, I suspect the reason why they don't tell as much of Ice Cube's story is that when Ice Cube leaves NWA, you have the scene where he goes back to Priority and demands for his advances and he beats up the joint with a baseball bat. A true story that yeah, actually oh yeah, did absolutely. Happen. Outside of that, and and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm I would suspect that Ice Cube got around. You know, dipped and dabbed with with some women along the way, but right, for the right, most right. part, after that happens, Ice Cube 
then becomes a guy who is about building his career. Right. He's about and and taking and taking his stardom and seeing where it can take him into films, into TV, mm-hmm. and, and and so that he is a, a bigger star. He, he's probably as equal a star in films as he is in music. I I I, I think clearly he's bigger. Right, but that is. Uh, maybe not, not the interesting story here. The interesting story is continuing on with Dre because then Dre gets wrapped up in the whole Suge Knight stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? And how that goes up against against uh, Easy e Yeah. There's not exactly a whole smooth transition into that story in this movie, but but I understand that that's where you're going to go because that's where the that's where the meat is. Right. But even then, with that meat. You're still playing Dre as like this little victim of like you know just you know Suge's little puppet, and right, right, that right. was not Dr. Dre. That was not the. I'm, sh- I'm. There are more colors to Dr. Dre than this bland white that they paint in this movie. Sure, and that is the biggest disappointment. It's pointed that the two women whose story had been you know most famously excise from this film michelle a and d barnes are the ones that dre the, the ones that are most re- yeah. reflected to dr dre yeah. the only time you even you even really see dr dre have any type of serious interconnection with with a woman is with the the, the his, character nicole who why because that's his wife now and his mother who slaps him and with his mother beginning. who slaps him in the, in the in the beginning yet he still curses in her in her face right right i mean again i think i think you're asking a lot from a film. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh, what's the best way to eat a taco? That's with your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. That it just went, it was just never going to be there. Like, like, let's be clear. But why can't it be there? Because I am Dr. Dre, and I am the producer, and and quite frankly, Apple and and Beats and all of these people may not necessarily know this. I have no interest in dredging all of that up because this is who I am now, and now what I'm doing. Like many, and, and, and let me, and before I even say this, let me just say the thing I hate worse than anything is when people say, why are you coming at me when all these other people do it too? Mm-hmm. But what I am doing as Dr. Dre is what other artists and musicians have done since time immemorial, whether you're talking about Jerry Lee Lewis, the legend of Jerry Lee Lewis, whether you're talking about the legend of Johnny Cash, whether you're talking about the legend of Ray Charles, whether you're talking about all of these people that have gone back and recreated their legend. Mm-hmm. And now I want to do the same thing. The problem is that 
Mine is much more well-documented than theirs. A. B. Everybody is still alive. Like, it's so it's so funny we're, t- we're talking about it. I just read yesterday, um, like the Rolling, Rolling Stones, like I read some, some old story, like Jerry Lee Lewis's fifth wife mm-hmm. ended up dead real crazy. Like just dead in the house back in the early 80s. So I was reading all this Jerry Lee Lewis stuff. And I knew this already just because I love uh, Great Balls of Fire. But, you know, they talked about how Great Balls of Fire was was mad sanitized. In the, in this, but, right. but, it, but it was what I just said. A, everybody dead. B, more importantly, all this ish happened in the 50s and 60s where it won documented. So now, now you come to Dre and, and, you know, Ray Charles, same thing. All this stuff of Ray Charles, all this stuff happened back in the 50s and 60s. Now we're going to make the movie. And it's going to be, again, this very aspirational, this very, it's the legend of Ray Charles. And Yet you still saw a lot of J- uh, Ray's warts in that film. You did, man. You saw his drug addiction. You saw his woman. You didn't see the extent of like, like you could argue. Uh, and now, now we, we've just moved this to subjective because you can say you saw more of it than, than, than you saw here or, or the bottom line. Is, you don't see any of it here. The bottom line is. They all massage the stories. Okay. Now, Dre's story, and, and again, let's be clear. We, we, we just talking. We on the podcast. I completely agree with everything that you're saying. Like, let's okay. be clear. Right. I completely agree with everything you say, you're you saying right now. And I think part of the reason that, the like, you're talking about Ice Cube and, and his career. You know what else they keep out with the Ice Cube? Yo-yo. True. Part of the reason I think they keep out yo-yo because I do think as a dude, I think Ice Cube matured differently. Like, I ain't going to say he's a a better man than Dr. Dreadus, but you kind of like, and and here's something else they leave out that, that I think informs this part of our conversation. It was a moment. It was, you remember, it was like a year between like America's Most Wanted and Predator. Like Ice Cube was damn near about to join the Nation of Islam. Yeah. Yeah. He was thick. He was thick with them. He was, and, and he went through that whole metamorphosis yep. where, where he had gotten real Afrocentric yep. and, and, and radical and revolutionary. And they gloss over that completely and that's a because that informs who he is at, infor- the, at the end of that but, film but what that does it would hold up a mirror to dre and easy e yeah so i do think good point and, and 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 you know i wanted to get this in when we were talking about like you talked about how it had been in development hell but i think one of the things that separates this development hell from something like all the times they've tried to make uh like Jimi hendrix's story mm-hmm. This was not about the rights to the music or the art. Right, right. This was about this, you know, I am Dre, and this is the story I'm going to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Ice Cube, and this is the story I'm going to tell. Well, I'm Easy es widow, and this is the story that I want to tell. So that in my read of the situation, because, you know, a lot of, like, you may have picked this up for me. Like, a lot of times I'm more interested in yeah, the store, in, in the backstory, yeah, me too. Right, like, like I'm not a sports dude, but I love real sports. <laughs> in thirty for thirty, like I don't really like the thing. I like the stuff around, like I feel you, you, I you know, feel like you. I listen to the director's commentary <laughs> before I watch the actual movie. But my read of the situation is, you have these three camps, 
mm-hmm. two bigger than the other one because you know it is Easy E's widow, right? And all of them are vying for the legacy and the legend and how this is going to be depicted on film. So that when I went in, you know, again, I was more interested in the pieces that weren't there and why weren't they there. Right. So that, you know, let me be clear. I agree with everything. I agree with every single solitary thing that you said. I just came at it differently so that I'm not as, um, I mean, for lack of a more elegant word, upset with it as it okay. seems like you are like, it seems like you wanted more from this as, a, but I had, I didn't have any expectations again, just cause you, well, I mean the Motown, I go, I always go back to the Motown stuff. Like, like I love the temptations miniseries. I love the Jackson's miniseries. Uh, I love standing in the shadow of Motown. Um, I love all the Marvin Gaye documentaries, but I also, you know, like I've, I've been taught over the past 20 years, you ain't going, you are not going to crack that Motown nut right. while Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson walk this earth. Right. Because they will bury you. Yeah. They will destroy you. And I suspect that that this that the NWA story is is along those same lines. Like like you got this. This was this was a film by committee. That you know, you had the three yes. parties, they sat down and they said, This is what we are going to agree to to show on on the on screen. screen. Right. And unless you a forty something year old hip hop dude you're going to say, oh, okay, all right, oh, that looks good. But but again, I, I think where, where they um, miscalculated was the times that we live in. Right. So that, like I said, if I saw a Friday night and, you know, and I sat there with my wife and then uh, and we said, I was like, oh, the d the Because, you know, for, 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 our, for our younger listeners, <laughs> that was a huge deal. It was big. That was a huge, huge deal deal and this was pre-internet yet everyone everyone, knew it and not to put too fine of a point on it dre was a big dude yes and d barnes was maybe five three yes like she was little and it really was like and 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 i'm not i don't like to sign up for the hip-hop is misogynist full stop but i do think that that hip-hop reflects a lot of of young manhood and i think young men tend to to be brutish. I mean, I think that's just young men across all types of dim- and, and certainly hip hop at this time. It's young black men making this art form and it reflects where their heads are at the time. So against that backdrop, people were like, oh, this is out of order. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I'm, I'm as much, you know, bitches and hoes as the next man. But, but what you did to D Barnes was out of order. Right. And it and it 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 went, you know, people stopped talking like it's funny. I was um one of the things that I read talked about how he had not only had he never apologized, no one ever really said in that camp, including Ice Cube, that this was a horrible thing. To, oh, no, none of them to the point where, you know, Eminem raps about it. Yeah. five or six years ago mm-hmm. and it's a big jokey thing you know blah 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 and i beat you like dre beat d barnes so that this is really within the past year that you know for whatever reason people said this was not cool right 
and I'm sorry. Now, is that because I'm now connected to a billion-dollar multinational um, corporation? Maybe. Ain't no maybe about it. Ain't no maybe about it. Don't even give me that stuff. Don't even give me that stuff. Ain't nothing. No this maybe about it, man. That's... I didn't know this was a way to poke you. Like, man, I'm glad. I, 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 it's nice you know, when you, you know find one of somebody's trigger. I know this is one of your triggers. Well, you know what it is, man? It It is very hard uh, not, even in watching some of the older, um, older films that I, that, I, that I enjoy, but it's hard not to, in today's times, mm-hmm. not to be more sensitive to the um, depictions or lack of depiction, depictions of women in films mm-hmm. or the misogyny that uh, that goes on in in some films. Sure. And it's hard not to also be, um, you know, pull, call yourself on a, on the pull yourself on the carpet sometime for some of the some of the things that you've done in your past. Absolutely. God knows I've done I've done a ton. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I didn't expect. Uh, let, me, let me put it this way. I did expect them to touch on the D Barnes thing because it's such a big thing. Now, did I now did I expect for it to be you know depicted in all its reality? No. You you expected them to acknowledge at it. least acknowledge it, which which I think at its heart is the is the thing that you if I, if you're Michelle A, if you are. Uh, D Barnes is really what you you want. Acknowledge that it happened. You're gonna you want to change up some some facts, gloss over some facts, maybe or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and then we'll we'll fight that argument. But don't act like what was very significant did not happen. The yo-yo thing, like you point out, yo-yo was a big part of Ice Cube's career. But as much as their friendship was, it was about at the end of the day, it was still about Ice Cube putting Yo-Yo out there. Sure. So, sure. so Yo-Yo not being in there, I I don't feel so much. Well, I guess I was saying the Yo-Yo because I think one of the critiques that's always been leveled against NWA, and you know, members past and present, you know, oh they're misogynist and and you know the, these these gangster rappers and and they treat women in these ways and you know, see Dolores Tucker like that whole thing has always been part yes. of of sort of the superficial critique yes. of this particular branch of hip hop. And I, I just think it, it complicates ice cube because you have this story. And again, from all quarters, ice cube, yo-yo, yo-yo's family, that ice cube treated yo-yo like a fellow MC. Yes. Like, like this is a business arrangement and, you know, I understand everything, but it's, it, it wasn't like, I didn't have you out or even here's something else that I thought could have complicated the narrative as they say JJ fad like I didn't hear something I learned That's true. after yeah. the movie came out that, that they, they, they produced that. that they produced JJ fad to sort of offset all of this stuff. So it's not like I expected more of that. Like, like I'm, I'll just tell you like where I draw the line in the sand between me and you of what I expected or, or I was disappointed they didn't put that in there to, again, complicate it and have them not just – there was – I would have bet three mortgages, like to the point where the mortgage company was now calling the house, that D. Barnes' name was not going to be uttered in this film. Okay. There is no way in hell right. I thought Dr. Dre was going to bring – because, again, it, it, since I'm betting imaginary things, I would bet my left arm. That the four rich white dudes in the room 
that he made the deal with with Apple. Don't know anything about. Don't him. know anything about D Barnes, right? Because that D Barnes thing has faded away. Yes. And if you are a fan of a certain age, mm-hmm. you remember it. Right. But like you said, it was it was before the internet. It was before all of this stuff, and it just faded away. So, the shame of it is, is that there's two two things I think about it. It's one is that in this film, which is a sausage fest. The, is that the, a technical term? Yes, sausage fest. Sausage fest because it's 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 just about guys. The, all of the women are shot from the backside for the most part. In this film, which is which is just about the guys, there are in this story roles for actresses to do something needy. Dee Barnes, Michelle A. The role of Dr. Dre's mother. You know, it, I mean, was she was good for what for what she did. But the other thing, and I think it, it's telling, is that it's as much as the uh, the story of NWA is very is a very interesting story. And I understand that you know you 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 want to do the whole group perspective. At its heart, what this movie is about is the story of Easy E, because his story, from where he started, getting into the business, and how not only the you know the business you know, messed him up, but then he messed himself up in the business. That's, that's the richness of this story, especially since, you know, with Dre as a producer, he ain't going to touch his stuff. You know what I mean? Once again, but he can't touch the easy E stuff because his, his widow is there. I, 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 you know, God bless Mrs. Wright. And I'm sure Mrs. Wright is a force to be reckoned with, but until Jerry Heller dies, True. Yeah, true. True that. Yeah, true. Until Jerry Heller dies, you are not going to hear the real Easy E story. Even though they, well, they took they took their shots at Jerry too. And um, I, I I lost track of it because I looked immediately after after movie. He was doing some saber rattling. Yes, he was about what he will and will not do. And sue Jerry Heller is going to keep that Easy E stuff tied up. And um, to a certain extent, Shug Knight. Well, to a certain extent, as much as he Shug Knight. As you know, as again, I I think, I think you serve a lot of different masters mm-hmm. when you want to depict the story of people who, are, you know, did the very first thing we said. The principals are still alive, who are on screen, and then you have the principals who aren't really on screen at all. Again, Jerry Heller, Shug Knight. Various other executives and producers and 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 people whose name we don't know. Right. Like, you want to know the story? You want to know the movie? I want to see that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Like it'll happen fifty years from now. I need to see the six months before Easy E gets invited to the White House. <laughs> like, I need to know what happened that ends up with Easy E. At the White House. Invited to the White House. True that. That's the movie I want to see. But again, it's a lot that goes into that with the LAPD and and you you know the the Bush White House and all this you, you know all this it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know how you how you swim and and you know how you start on the one end of the pool and you're swimming but like even when you don't look down the temperature of the water changes when you right. get to the deep end. Right. There are parts of the NWA story and they all have to do with Easy E personally. 
that you can tell the water changes when right. you get over there. It's like, okay, right. we're in a different part of the pool. Yeah. And so you, you're talking about um, meaty parts. I would have loved for Easy es wife and Ice Cube's wife yeah. to have more central roles right. in this film. But once again, this is my read of it. Once you have Mrs. Wright doing a whole lot of talking, once you have Mrs. Jackson doing a whole lot of talking, people are looking for Dre's lady. Miss Young. Well, well what's, Ms. How's, what's Miss Young bring to the table for this negotiation? No, no, we, don't, we don't want to talk about that. Exactly. So, she, she got craft services. Yeah. <laughs> See. So, so, so real quick before we, we run out of time here. Okay. All right, so. And I had to get, I had to excise myself of hey all that stuff. This was fantastic. I, I, I wish we, we should have a, I, we could have a three hour blockbuster <laughs> of Lynn. Like this is, this, this is, you know, just let people know. Like we bring, we bring notes and stuff. But, but Lynn is, uh, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Lynn is the master of. We are not going to talk about this until <laughs> the mic is on. So this is all happening in real time. Like I'm, this is. I, I did not know that you were so passionate. About I thought we were just going straight out. Like I had my little notes who played it. And, you know, like I had a little note that the little brother who uh, who played Dr. Dre, I was going to say, you know, he's going to be the new Jack Bauer. Like, yeah, you know, I yeah. have my little stuff. So, no, go ahead. Dre, go. Do, do, hey, um, well, real quick, much, much props to uh, Keith Stanfield, who played Snoop. In this movie, because <laughs> he, he, he did his thing. He, he, he was yeah. a young Snoop. Yeah, I can't even front on it. Like, yeah. I laughed. I chuckled when yeah. he was on that. I was like, he was right on point, dog. Um, let's say what we thought about the film it, itself, because we've talked about what the, what what they could have done, what they sure. should have done, what sure. wasn't there, whatever. Haven't talked a lot about the actual movie. The, the actual film itself. Okay, I will be succinct and say that I did not like it. I appreciate the money is spent on there. So it's not a badly made film, Mm -hmm. but I wish the rawness and grittiness of the storytelling that is uh, there in that, in the opening scene before the title shot lasted throughout the film. I felt that the film steered away from that to its detriment. Um, And story-wise, the story is all over the place. The script, this, the, I, I just, I just I did not like this film. I enjoyed Straight Outta Compton very much, but with the caveat, I'm a biopic whore. I love biopics. Like I love like I talked about the Temptations mm-hmm. and the Jacksons and and Ring of Fire, the Johnny Cat and and, right, and, right. and 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 you know like like t- the Tony Braxton stories on my DVR, like like with that Whitney Houston movie from last year. I am. I love them. 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 I love these movies Dude. about these people. I, look, the Whitney Houston movie though. The Whitney Houston movie was fantastic. <laughs> no, no, dude. Whitney Whitney Houston movie was fantastic because 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 we don't have a whole lot of time. But I love the fact that with Robin, they went full they went full lesbian with Robin. Like Angela Bassett, who directed it, she went full lesbian. Like people whisper, whisper, whisper. But the woman who plays Robin in the Whitney Houston movie is damn near a man. Whitney, is Bobby doing something mean to you? Why don't you come in here? I was like, wow, Angela Bassett just went hard. 
Come on over here. Let me <laughs> let me finish shaving, and then I'm a I'm gonna make you some grits, and then we gonna talk about Bobby and how much men is real hard. I was like, boy, they, boy, Angela Bassett is going real hard right now with this Robin thing. Um, I didn't know they cast Ozzy Davis' son as, like, as Robin. Good lord, Robin's when she hugged, I can feel her beard said <laughs> scraped her. Whitney, <laughs> you'll never find. <laughs> right, right, but. <laughs> I like a biopic. Oh, thank God it's not in the movie, so we don't have to review that. Go ahead. I, 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 I like biopics. So so just from the very beginning, everybody's bio. Like, I watched a Dolly Parton movie a few weeks ago on CBS. You know, my coat of many jack Oh, mo of many colors. So I like biopics. Right, you're like, a for a biopic. You know, first of all. Second of all, I am interested in the ongoing conversation of how we are going to talk about hip-hop culture. And how we're going to, you know, like I said, I, I, I think I think anytime you have a film where the heroes, the protagonists mm-hmm. are going up against the government, the police, you, you know, and, and this art is is granted the primacy that is usually reserved for, you know, music of 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 Motown or or you know the music that came out during the 60s like the Woodstock era music where where you know you have these people that say I heard this music it changed my life right. and and I'm I'm I enjoy and I admire and I am a proponent of talking about hip hop like this right. so anything that you know like I I rewatched the Tribe Called Quest documentary the other day and stellar stuff Right, so I so just anything pro hip hop, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan of. So there's that, um, and, and you know, again, I'm just sticking to the movie. I love a biopic, and there there are very 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 few examples of this. I think there are only two that I can think of, where you have this weird metatextual stuff going on, where like the son is playing the character, or. Or like like there's this wonderful scene in Straight Outta Compton where where O'Shea Jackson Jr. is playing his father Ice Cube and he's writing Friday. Yeah. But then it's a little toddler in the background playing. Mm-hmm. That's him. That's him. Right. And I remember you ever see Badass? Yes. The um it's so Mary same thing where Mario Van Peebles plays his father, Melvin Van Peebles. Right, right, right. But there are these scenes where he's playing his father talking to himself. And it's like this is such, this is so strange. Like, this is almost some post-modern art. Like, this is so strange right now. So, I, so I love the fact that you have that. And um, you are a sucker for a biopic. You know, I'm a I'm a Paul Giamatti fan. <laughs> well, yes, it's I'm a Paul Giamatti fan. And you know, they they kind of, I do think that Easy E and Jerry Heller's relationship was more complicated than just. You know the evil white man, and and right. you, you know, I mean, it's it's the stereotype of stereotypes that, that you know he came in and he took his money, and he like you it, it, you get this this hint that it's a little bit more complicated yes, than that, of course. And and I like that the movie had hints of it again with all the restrictions of of everything that I've said for the past hour. That I I do believe in my heart that this was a film that that had to um thread the needle. To mix up my metaphors, you know, serve main message, thread the needle, and and like you just said, it was it was a film by a committee, and it's like, so I like that, and 
you know, it moves. I think it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, well, I, I, I could not disagree with you more. Okay. This, this movie was. Uh, so anyway, so they, so you liked the film and I didn't. So let me. That's. And then that's that's the crux. And so that's what it's about. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm right. You're wrong. So what <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Okay. An interesting question that kind of comes up as we close this out is, okay, so you've got the um, the NWA film done. It's out there. Yes. All right? You've got Notorious, the Biggie Small story. It's done. It's yes. It's out there. An- another another perfect case. You are not going to hear. You're not going to see the real deal. Until Puffy dies. Yeah. And, you even, are, and even then, you might need to get faith out of the way. Right, so. right. You are not going to hear and, that um, real story. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. So- is there another and oh if you really want good a good uh, or at least what it looks like it's going to be an interesting documentation on the 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 early years of hip hop Netflix has a series coming out called yes, the get, the down, get Down which looks like the uh, get down. really great mm-hmm. and you you repped for the Tribe Called Quest documentary yes I'll I'll give you that documentary and I'll raise you the documentary I Want My Name Back, which is the, the story about the Sugar, the Sugar Hill, Hill Gang. That's right. About how yeah, they got I've, their I've, name. I haven't so, seen it, but that's on my list. Is that on Netflix? It was. I don't know if it's still there. Okay. If it is, you should check it out because it is It is all that. Okay. It is all. It, oh, my God, it's all that. So is there another hip-hop story out there begging for feature film presentation? I think the De La Soul story. That you think like that first album? No, to me the interesting stuff happens after the first album, when they do De La Soul is dead, and they kind of deal with the the the, the 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 pushback, the pushback, yeah, and not being as as pop received mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. Um, I you know I think Native Tongues in general is a fascinating story because they are one of the first quote unquote crossover successes both commercially and critically. And I think that's important that they were critical darlings, like Rolling yeah, Stone. Because Run DMC were crossover. They were crossover. But I don't know how big, uh, critical, they liked them. They but... liked them, and, you you know, I don't, I, I think it was a different kind of crossover. It certainly, because it, 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 they, they, they really crossed over with um, Aerosmith. Right, really. exactly. Really exactly. And, they, and, and they were grown men. True. true. And they had Russell Simmons kind of, you know, De La Soul were like 18. Exactly. So right. you know, um, who else would I love to see, and, and and like actually see it? Like we're saying, a perfect world where they actually do they, it. they do it right. They do it right. Uh, I'd love to see uh, the Curtis Blow story. Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. First big hip hop artist. Early Russell Simmons connection. Allegedly Blow. connected to uh, the cocaine game. Yeah. Yeah. Is still around when the art form passes him by mm. so like all them early cats like you know uh, uh, all of those, those pre sort of rock him cats that were still doing stuff but then kind of watch it pass him by oh my god i hope and pray that i live long enough that ll cool j is gone and they can make a proper like ll cool j should have a mini series I don't think LL Cool J deserves a miniseries. Dog. No, no. Unless there, unless there are some deep mind secrets that I don't know about. Well, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't well. see. I'll give you Curtis Blow. 
I don't know about LL. I like cool Russell Simmons dudes. I like them early rush management Russell Simmons dudes. That's the story I want to see. Oh, I want to see Russell's story. He's another one. Because 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 now I know there's some deep stuff with Russell. Um, speaking of of, of like we were talking about the documentaries and you know there's some we talk. Are you reading the hip hop um hip hop family tree? Yes, yes, yes. Are you reading hip hop family tree? I read the first one. The 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 big oversized right, right, John. Right. Yeah, they are fantastic. They are great. They, they are, are beautiful fan- works of art. Just wonderfully um, researched, mm-hmm. put together in an entertaining Africa Bambata. Yeah, Africa Bambata story one. is a good one. That's a good one. You know, that's a good you, one. I, I think I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story that I want to see. Okay, I was about to say. I was just about. To, well, who you want to see? This is this is a story that, that 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 will shut it all down. The real story, Roxanne. That's a good story. The whole that whole the, that the whole, whole the whole thing the whole thing the whole and like thing. end it with her lying about about being a um psychiatrist exactly that's the whole the whole, the that's, whole a thing. Good, that's a good I mean Herbie Lovebug who the Herbie Lovebug yeah that whole family that whole because he was Jermaine Dupri before Jermaine Dupri there you go yes he was I mean I think in in you know like I said you call it when you want to call it but but I think what we need to to acknowledge as an audience as people as people like is that there are so many stories yeah in hip-hop yeah like like i think again we 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 talk about rock and roll we talk about jazz we talk about the blues that these are american art forms that have these wonderful stories and Mm -hmm. to a certain extent they've been mined in different ways but you know, like you talk about the get down is about to come on Netflix. And I think we are coming to this moment where people are realizing that there are all of these wonderful stories, mm-hmm. these wonderful American stories, because these are American as a, I mean, what's what's more American than started from nothing. Now I'm here. I mean, that's 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 what's on the, the welcome mat when you get here. I mean, you, you also have to read the fine print. Like it's, a, it's a lot of fine print involved. Yes. Yeah, you got to get down and you read that fine print. Yeah, it's, like, it's like that Apple thing that you click on it and <laughs> you click on it just so you can get to your stuff. But, like, you come to America and it says, America, come on and make something of yourself and work hard. But then it's a whole lot of fine print at the bottom that you should probably read if exactly. you get a chance. Yeah. But Check it out. But, yeah. Alright, this has been fun this has, this has been crazy This has been fun, ladies and gentlemen Thank you for taking the Michelle Mission with us All right. Leave us a comment on Facebook On Twitter uh, Look up Michelle Mission That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X Mission Go to MichelleMission.com Where you can check out all of our all of our past shows And uh, leave us a comment If you got a film that you want to hear us Banty about, because we are serious We are going to watch Every black feature film that has ever been made. So I don't have to sit so, through the Whitney so Houston movie. How about the Natalie Cole one? The net with Teresa Randall? The Natalie Cole story with Teresa Randall? Because remember Teresa Randall played her yes. and then she went into rehab and then when she came out, yes. she handed her purse to the real Natalie Cole. Yes. And then the real Natalie Cole played Natalie and Cole fade for the rest mic out. of the movie. And it's time to be out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Peace out. We out.
Now it's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.